Hello, my name is Jill Wright, and I'm a facilitator with Our Community Listens in Charleston, South Carolina. Let me begin today by asking you if when someone wants you to do something, do you respond well to because I said so? I'm guessing no. And the same is true when we ask others to do something or if we need to, them to make a change. No one likes being told to do or treated like a child, even children. But might they be more willing to consider making a change when they see how their behavior impacts others? Maybe so. So today we're gonna to talk about impact. And by impact, I mean, what is the result of someone else's behavior on me, on our family, on our organization? How does impact impact someone's willingness to make changes? And before we go into impact, we'll talk about what motivates people and how needs and an understanding of needs relates to someone's motivation. Beginning with motivation, we could define that by someone's desire or willingness to do something. In our classes through our community listens, we make two key assumptions about motivation. The first is that we can't motivate another person. We can only create an environment in which they may want to motivate themselves. And the second assumption is that everyone is motivated, but they're motivated to meet their own needs and not ours. Let's look a little more closely at the first assumption, which is again, that we can't motivate someone else. We can only create an environment in which they may want to motivate themselves. In other words, we can't make someone do something. We can only create an environment in which they may be more willing to do something. So I think about this assumption, I think about our class through our community listens. As facilitators, one of our goals is that our participants let their guards down and fully open themselves up to the class experience and to each other. We can't make people do that, but we can create an environment in which they may be more willing to do it. And we create that environment, starting with ourselves as facilitators. We tell stories about our successes and our failures using the skills that we're teaching. And when our participants ask questions or challenge something that we're talking about, we do our best to accept where they are, whether or not they're agreeing with us. So we can't make people open up, but we try really hard to create an environment in which they may be more willing to do that. And our second assumption, again, is that everyone is motivated, but they're motivated to meet their needs and not ours. So again, in thinking about the classroom environment and our goal of folks opening themselves up and making themselves vulnerable in class, my need for that as a facilitator may be that you have a transformative experience as a participant. But you, as a participant, may have a need to thoroughly understand the material and what I'm teaching. And based on that need, you may be motivated to open up and to ask questions to make sure that you're fully understanding what I'm saying and that you know how you might be able to apply it in your own life. So you're motivated to open up in class, but it's based on your need for more information and it may have nothing to do with my needs as a facilitator. So we increase the chances that someone will be more willing to do something and maybe even do something differently when we create a motivational environment and we understand and consider the needs of the other person. Let's say that you do need to ask someone to do something differently. You need to ask for change and confront someone. How does this idea of motivation and needs impact the impact part 
of a confrontation. So you've decided that you want to confront someone because their behavior is bothering you. And in our class at our community listens, we teach that you begin this conversation with a confrontation message. And there are three key ingredients in the confrontation message. One of those is impact. Why do we include impact in a confrontation message? Well, it goes back to motivation and needs. The impact statement can create the environment. By telling someone how their behavior is impacting you or your family or your team, it helps that person understand why they should care about this behavior that's so bothersome to you. They may be totally fine with it, but when you use a good impact statement, it may help them see the results of their behavior in a different way, and thus maybe tipping the scales towards them wanting to make a change. We talked about needs as well. So how does an impact statement address the needs of a confrontation conversation? Remember, people are motivated by their needs and not mine. So if I have an idea about what their needs might be, I can tailor the impact statement to relate to those needs and essentially speak to them in their own language. And again, by speaking to them in their language, I have more potential to meet their needs and speak to them in a way that resonates with them. As you think about their needs, you may want to consider whether they're more task-oriented or people-oriented. Task-oriented needs would look like needing to get things done, needing to check things off the list, needing to do things correctly. And more people-oriented needs would be a need for people to like me or for our relationships to be good and healthy. Perhaps it's a need for everyone to feel included and to feel good about what we're doing. Those would be more people-oriented needs. When we consider task-oriented or people-oriented needs in that way, we are again trying to speak to this person in their language, and they may be more motivated to make the changes that we're looking for. And if you don't know if they're more task or people-oriented, you could create two impact statements, one that has more of a task impact and the other a more people-oriented impact. Again, we're doing all of this because an impact statement can create the environment where a person may be more willing to make changes. And that impact statement is so much more powerful when we consider the needs of the other person. I'll give you two examples from my life of when I've used the impact statement in this way. So one is when I needed to confront a tennis partner a few years ago. She was criticizing me on the court um, in matches and I didn't appreciate it. And so when I thought about her needs, I think one of her needs was to enjoy herself and to enjoy playing with others on the court. As I crafted my impact statement, thinking in a more people-oriented way, I could have said something like, as a result of her behavior, I didn't have a good time on the court when I played with her. Again, if that matters to her, that may create an environment in which she's more willing to think about making some changes. As another example, I had someone on my team years ago who repeatedly would fail to consult our senior leadership before moving forward with her plans or her proposals. And I was hearing from our senior leadership about their, their frustration with this. And so when I confronted this person, I thought about her needs. And I think one of those needs was to move up in the organization. So I could tailor the impact statement toward those needs with a more task-oriented statement like, as a result of her behavior, her chances of being promoted might be decreasing. Again, if that matters to her, she may be more willing to hear what I have to say and to make the changes that we're looking for. 
Impact statements can create the environment in which someone may be more apt to motivate themselves to make changes. And when we consider their needs, it helps them care more about the impact of their behavior and maybe be more willing to make that change. And the fun thing is that we can practice the use of impact statements all the time by using recognition messages to recognize the good behavior and the good things that people are doing around us. Remember, when we recognize others for the amazing things that they're doing, we are helping them to be seen, to be heard, to be valued, and they may continue doing those things that we're praising them for. So an example of when someone used recognition with me was when a colleague who was a new facilitator told me that when I took the time to meet with her before her first class, it helped her to feel better and embrace her own need for details, and it reduced her anxiety before she taught for the first time. I don't know if she knew it, but one of my needs is to serve others and to be helpful. And so when she phrased her recognition in that way, it spoke my language, and it certainly encouraged me to want to continue to coach and to be a helpful part of our team. That mattered to me. So to wrap up, the impact of a carefully considered impact statement can help create the environment that someone may actually change their behavior or keep doing the things that we'd like them to keep doing. And when we consider their needs, we can make that impact statement that much more powerful. So I thank you so much for joining me today and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.